I don't like the fixations of life where, okay, I have to get a job, I have to do it in this and I'm going to do this for the next 60 years. Why? We, are, we as human beings are unlimited and we have unlimited potential. We should go for everything, man. Yeah. Do everything you love. Okay, we're on. Am I audible? Am I, am I, do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes. I see you move. I see you move. It works. Yay! Nobody move. <laughs> Nobody move from wherever they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> Hello. So this is take 14 of Stories with Chas 3. It's 14? Yeah, it's 14. Uh, and I have a very dear friend coming on board. Her name is Fatima Hakim. And she is one of the most talented, the, one of the most versatile musicians I have had the privilege of knowing. And uh, yeah, we're going to discuss a bunch of things like, let's say, I don't know, we're going to talk about music, we're going to talk about yoga, we're going to talk about Germany, because I know nothing about Germany, I've never been there. So I'm just waiting for her to join. I think she's here. Hi! How is your camera quality so good? It's brilliant. I love it. I love it. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? What are you up to? I'm really, really good. I'm wearing my fancy pants, as you can see. Ooh. I'm wearing pants right there. Everything's good. Happy. That's good. I'm glad. I like Yes, you should. That's the most important thing to do, always. I love what you've done with your hair. Why did I not notice it the last time we spoke? Uh, I tie it up. Uh, it reminds me of grass that's gone. Like, you know, when you punch someone really hard, their skin turns purple. Hmm. It reminds my hair. Of a of grass that has been punched into. And of a bruise. Kind of a bruise. Yeah. But <laughs> grass bruise. Okay. That's sharp. That's sharp. I like to <laughs> okay, could you tell our listeners a little bit about you? I know that you're a musician primarily and you teach, but I still want them to know a little more about all of that. Okay, uh, so I am a musician. I have been a musician since I remember even uh, so I go way back. Uh, I, learned, I studied jazz. Jazz piano. Okay. I have uh, instruments and I've come across them. But um, I Okay. In India, of course. Um, and 
Right now, I live in Germany. I can show you guys my view. It's really pretty. It's super pretty. That's that's precious. This is where I live. Makes me happy. That's, Just people cycling around. That's around. so precious. Yeah. So, yeah. That's me. So, okay, so... I'm going to probably touch up upon a little bit about various parts of your personality because there's so much to talk about. I want to start with uh, the fact that you teach children. So what is it like yeah. to teach children and what do you teach them and how do you work with them in Germany? Okay, so currently I'm doing a year of social servicing in Wurzburg, in Bavaria, in Germany. And I... I work at a Waldorf school, so Waldorf schools. A Steiner school. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of focus on uh, learning by doing an ex experiencing, yeah. not just theory, not just like how I went to school. I was always in front of a book and I was like, why, why do I even have to read it? I could never comprehend. And this is really cool because uh, they have a very creative outlook towards education. Yes. Which is, that's amazing, man. Um, so right now I work with the kindergartners and super cute. I think they teach me a lot more about life than I do. Um, I like, think it's really cool also that I got this opportunity to be um, at the school uh, around children because personally to me, my inner child is my most precious the most precious part of me. Yeah. So I want to be young for till I die. I want to not go through adulthood. I also don't believe in age. I think it's just a number, so you can be as young as you want to be and as old as you want to be as well. I suppose uh, it's, it's a personal decision. It is. And working with children helps me connect a lot with my inner child as well because we spend the day Yeah. Um, that's 
that's the state of mind that I also would like to be in always. Uh, that's what I chase. I don't want to chase a guy for it's not for me. Uh, I don't like dealing with anything that makes me anxious or feels like work. I want it all to feel like What's the most interesting thing they've said to you that you don't think yeah. about? Uh, at work? Yeah, the, the kids. kids. With the kids. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I've learned, for instance, is patience. Hmm. I have uh, spent a lot of time learning to be a patient person. Uh, which is something maybe I didn't, I have worked with children before, but I didn't really pinpoint on the, on this terminology and uh, add it consciously to my life. So it's really uh, interesting to, uh, like this is something I didn't completely anticipate that I would have to learn to be patient and to be, uh, to realize that. Hey, this is a three-year-old. There's a big difference between this yeah. person and me. Like they just, they just came to planet Earth. Yeah. So we have to. Uh, for me, as a kid, I was I was protected and got into the world in a very healthy way. And now it's my turn to do the same for whoever comes, whatever uh, child or creature comes my way. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that I didn't uh, think about as much, but now it's a very conscious part of my life. Okay, that's. I I think that you know when you're teaching children, that is something that will come to you because there are times you have, like you said, there are times you do have to remember that they're they're new to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. To life. Yeah, so you know, stop them from running into a wall. And tell them that that's not okay. Or oh, another thing actually that I uh, have noticed about the children here at the kindergarten and the people that I work with, they like the kids, as long as the kids are not like playing with fire or heavy things that yeah. they know is dangerous. It's dangerous. They let the children be free. And, um, even if a child is going really fast on the swing, at some point you're like, okay, I know this kid doesn't fall. But then then you're getting that thought into your brain, right? So omitting that has been a very uh, important thing to me. And I think taking that off has allowed me to let the other person just do what they want to do. And we'll see what happens later on. But it's been difficult because in the beginning I would always react and be like, hey, careful. The teachers wouldn't really care. It's like, that's fine, they're fine. And um, connecting with that thought process has also been very interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But I'm sure it's big. Is it because of the stark difference that you find in India and out there? Or is it. Sorry? I think I think so because uh, see we come from like in India everything is so different yeah. to begin with. There's so much space over here that if a child is in the park we'll let the child wander about. But back at home 
we don't have thoughts that that way hmm. uh, you can let the child be before you know it the child is on the street and what yeah so i i understand the difference uh, but it's important then to realize it was important for me to realize to that the different things yeah different. the different shapes of the cocoon uh, essentially yeah yeah I I get that. Moving on uh, to uh, the fact that so when I asked you for your bio, you told me you're an outdoor adventure specialist. So I'm interested in understanding what, how does one qualify to be that? Okay. Um. So as I was a kid, I used to go to the beach with my brother and me for a lot of hikes. Yeah. A lot of adventure-related activities. So I remember when I was five, and I was the youngest hiker, and also um, I think in the beginning I was the fastest. In the middle, I was like something please pick me up, mm-hmm. and by the end I ran to the top, which was amazing. Um, and having that memory where I was known to be the youngest hiker on a particular trek, kind of took it kind of stayed with me. It felt amazing. Uh, when I was 14, I joined Parkmarks. Parkmarks is a organization yes. in Park, which is now with uh, Nature Trails. They work together as one. Um, so I joined Parkmarks after doing a lot of camps with Parkmarks as a camper. Uh, I went on to become becoming a volunteer and an instructor. I worked with them till I was 18. Uh, we would take people for camps. Yeah, adventure-related activities in the nature and the wild. Um, and then, when I was 18, I had the opportunity to go to the states and work at a summer camp over there as an outdoor adventure specialist. I applied for it, of course, uh, and I wasn't really doing anything better than that in my life, better than that opportunity. So I took it. Hmm. I went to the states. Um, we were there at the camp for three months. So seven weeks there. So there are seven weeks. Children are there for seven weeks, and two weeks before and two weeks after we stay for orientation and stuff. And um, that's when I learned to tie the knots quite literally. Um, we would do a lot of camping, rock climbing, rappelling, uh, zip lining. So I've been professionally trained to do these things. I used to go on a carabiner to let you off the zip line. I didn't know I that about you. Yeah, I know. Not a lot of people know that about me. Well, hmm. uh, yeah, I can I can show you on the zip line and. Uh, Please don't. Basically, show me. It's okay. You won't die. It's actually a lot of fun once you get over Maybe. the crush. Yeah. Um, so I that I did that that particular year. It was amazing. It was an amazing summer for me. Um, I always wanted to go to New York and go to the States, take a trip there, mm-hmm. friends, right? And um, yeah, I managed to do that. Managed to pay for my expenses. It was a really cool experience. Um, then I did it again in 2017 at a different summer camp, and then I got really like, okay, time to move on. And then I had this opportunity to. Um, to spend a year in Germany and social service, yeah. and I was like, why not? I like working with children. They're 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 happy people. They're happy little beings to be around. 
that's okay. Yeah, it's been quite an interesting journey for you, right? From whatever I can tell, going from Pune to the States to Germany, and you know. Yeah, I was going to Bombay. Yes, Bombay also. I remember. Yeah. So, what was? Would you say that yoga was like the one constant that you had, or did it come along the way? Oh no! Everything came along the way. I think the only constant that I remember having was singing. Hmm. So I was singing since I was a kid. But everything else came along the way: the music production, the teaching, the yoga. Yeah, all the other stuff. Yoga actually came into my life. I think five years ago, mm-hmm. when I when I religiously started practicing yoga. And the thing is, when I started, the day I started, I never stopped. It was an instant connection with yoga. And uh, my mother is actually also a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, also studied yoga, which inspired me to go on it. Started and she did it in 2015, I suppose. Um, so everything came around the same time for both of us. We went on that journey together. And, um, the more I study yoga, the more I realize that there's just so much to it. There's just so much, and I truly believe that yoga is. Uh, I want people to realize that yoga is not stretches. It's not just the postures that you do. It, it's really quite literally my way of life. It's how I have been able to connect my body with my mind, with my breath, with my soul. I feel one. I always feel alive every yoga session that I take. It brings energy back into my system and. That's something I did not experience with working out, for instance. Working out was um, just go to bed after or yeah. go back and that binge jump because that's the kind of person I am. But yoga fulfills me, so it's a very great um, thing that I've caught on, and I think it's, now it's gonna stay the like, It's gonna stay. So it what? Came It came along the way. So, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I wanted to actually ask, what do you think a person who's interested in practicing yoga could, you know, how could they start? Are there any resources available online? If, for example, right now, since they may not have access to a trainer one-on-one, I mean, an instructor, not a trainer. Um, Honestly... Uh, right now, I know a lot of people, a lot of amazing people, including my my teacher, who are taking online yoga sessions. And um, I also do take yoga sessions, and I take them online. But as of now, the students that I have are students who go with me as a well. And um, I'm very comfortable teaching them from a distance. I don't think I'm professionally trained to teach anyone else who's never done yoga from a distance. I need to be around, I need to be physically present because the way you do your postures makes the most difference. There are a lot of uh, a lot of like little subtle movements that you have to do and that you have to always be aware of and um, yeah there's a lot of online online sources and 
and I can also definitely uh, link up to whoever you or anyone who needs, uh, yeah, needs to go online and start practicing. But I promise that it'll be amusing. It will. It will be nothing short of amusing. You'll never leave your yoga session feeling tired or feeling relaxed, but not feeling relaxed. <laughs> Um, one of the things that I learned at my school was that if you go for a session and at the end of the session you feel tired in any way, that's not yoga. You did work out, but you didn't do yoga, you did something else. Uh, it really eases up your mind. Right. So for those of you listening, uh, send a message to Fatima and ask for your queries and she could probably either help you with your resources or teach you whenever it's possible. And uh, Malay just asked whether you would help with her, you help you whether you would help him with yoga, which is. Well, he helped me with plants five years ago, so I would definitely help him with yoga. <laughs> Did he? He's the reason I can do plants now. Really, uh-huh. Malay, you have to help me too. I'm dying already. It will be fun. So, uh, moving on to another aspect of uh, your personality and your life in general is uh, Pagal Puna which is a family-run business, like you said. So, uh, how did you guys come up with that name? How did all of you, you know, figure out that, okay, this is it? Okay, um, so I have to rewind to the the beginning of the story where uh, Nadine, my sister-in-law, was traveling to Germany to meet her family. And this was like her 10th, 11th trip back home. And she's taken all the bindis and all the uh, sweet, sweet dishes from India, the soul papi and the scarves. Yeah. All the Indian stuff. She's, she's done that. It's, it's all done with. And she was uh, just thinking about something new, like what could she now take back home that's, that's fresh for hmm. her family and her friends. And while she and uh, Mo were brainstorming on uh, on this subject, uh, they had the idea. It just came out of nowhere. They had the idea of, hey man, like these saris are beautiful. I've taken these saris. What if I can take these saris to Germany and uh, as as bags? It started with drawstring bags, and uh, I can show you the bags as well. Like, yeah, yeah, please. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I'll, after. But that's that's great. I'm I'm glad you're working on upcycling because I feel like that's really picking up now and it's brilliant that you you know, promoting the whole idea of recycling and reusing. Yeah. It just really yeah, 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 it's I'm sorry. It just really it really works. Show me the bags. Okay, hold on. I need to just quickly go grab one. Yeah. So for those of you who just tuned in, that was Fatima Hakim. She's showing us her bags now that she and her family made. Uh this venture is called Pagal Puna. They work with uh, upcycled and recycled um, materials and create merchandise of all kinds. 
I think it's just bags, or I think there's more. Right. Is there more than just bags? No. Yeah, so we started out with these bags, and then uh, more ideas flew in, and then we went on to bow ties, and pillowcases, and uh, the latest has been clothing. Oh, wow. Uh, which I'm very excited about, uh, because uh, it's really amazing what you can do with, for us as Indians, as people who have always seen saris worn a certain way, it's really interesting to see how many different things you can do with that same idea. You're still, you're still very in tune with your roots and then you're taking it from there. Yeah. It's crazy how many ideas you can come up with. So, uh, I brought you two bags. Okay. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, let me show you my favorite part of the bag, which is our logo. Ooh. And if you if you look closely, it says TV for part. Yeah. But yeah, this is one of the bags. Um, the people who make these bags are women in the local communities of India. Uh, actually, they are in the local community of my area in Pune, and. Um, one of them is a mother of three, and she's she's um, she's just by herself. She's a divorced mother of three, and um, this is great for them. I think it's it's been an amazing opportunity for them as well because they get to earn something and they get to also have a creative output. In, in their yeah. So yeah, they are very important to us. We love them the most. We love them more than our products. Hmm. They are the most amazing people we know as well. Oh, that's cute. That's yeah. cute. Someone just... The other one. It's very pretty. Someone just asked, can you turn my mom's grandmom's saris into cushions? This is Disha Punjabi. Uh, Disha, I can gladly do that. Maybe you can send them to my house, you know, where I stay. Um, maybe post corona because right now we don't want to get any work done specifically. People should stay safe right now. But yeah, of course, gladly. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on. Now I want to talk about Fatima, the artist. So, uh, what made you start? all of your projects. You have Moon Roots with your brother Hanan, you have Chasing Rainbows, and you have Disco Kit. Yeah. So what are all of, what are they all separately about? Okay, uh, so I love music. Mm-hmm. I always loved music as in different phases of my life, I have different music. At this point in my life, I listen to everything and anything depending on how I feel in that moment. Uh, so Moon Roots came into place when my brother and I um, started going for a lot of gigs and started enjoying music. And I never thought I would end up in DJing. I knew, I always knew that music was going to be the thing I do because for as long as I had known, it was it was the only thing I was really good at. So I was like, I think this is business. Do what you love, right? Yeah. Love what you do. Um, so that was, that was strictly techno and house music. So let me let me tell you what stands for what. Moon Roots is techno and house, uh, dark techno, minimal techno. We have a lot of amazing artists that my brother and I share in common. Yeah. Uh, common love 
Um, Disco Kid is uh, my latest project, yeah. which is in relation to very self-explanatory in relation to my love for disco music and house. Disco music makes me happy, just straight up. Makes me really happy, makes me jump all over the place, and uh, I want to get that out to people. I uh, I want to be able to create that same magic into the sets I play or the gigs I have and get the same to people. Uh, live electronica that's chasing rainbows. Yeah. So because I sing and I play instruments, uh, it was always a really big dream for me to be able to get my teaching skills and my live electronica, uh, my live acoustic, acoustic yeah. skills together as live electronica. That is still an area of my life that is that I am learning and still discovering. Um, it, it encourages me to make music actually. Um, and it's also as important as the other two projects. So all these projects uh, are me in different forms of my own identity because I don't consider myself to be genre-defined and therefore it's really important for me to still do what I love, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't like the fixations of life where, okay, I have to get a job, I have to do it in this and I'm going to do this for the next 60 years. Why? We, are, we as human beings are unlimited and we have unlimited potential. We should go for everything, yeah. man. do everything you love and... Uh, I also do a lot of live acoustic and you've been for my live acoustic gigs. So yeah. that's another thing that I love doing and why should I have to stick to one genre because I have been known to do those things. That is just something I like to do. But my identity still remains intact, which is multi Shasetted, uh, yeah. yeah. So Some these are these different the different sides of you. So, you know, one thing I'm trying to understand is a lot of uh, music producers specifically. Uh, I mean, you're also a music producer other than, you know, in, you know, indulging in just mixing. So one thing I'm trying to understand is when a music producer says that uh, I'm trying to find my sound or I, uh, I already found my sound and this is my sound, what do they mean? Okay, um, I, every day that I sit on whatever, if I'm sitting with a guitar or if I'm sitting on Ableton, that's a software instrument, or if I am making a set, I am every day, I kind of find myself, every day is different. So for me, I, I wouldn't say that I have found myself because every as a human being, I have so many different emotions and I I like connecting to my emotions because if, say, I sit on my laptop and say, today I'm going to be techno music. But I feel like I am in, you know. Yeah. Why, why should I do techno? Why should I play techno if I feel like doing something else where I feel like my creativity will choose out even more? Um, so I won't say I have found my sound in any way. I find my sound every day and I like that because I don't like the idea of a monotonous life anyways. I, I want 
every day to be different something new yeah something fresh ideas of what i get that how that being said i i do find it amazing that so many people have found that one song that they can invest in and i have i have a lot of amazing friends who are musicians and producers and they make great music in that in that one genre itself that they have attached themselves to they make such amazing music they have that's that's the flow that they have connected with so uh i think good ways i think we just need to ask people see what works best for us everyone's different um so yeah Yeah, I get that. How would you describe your music in say three words? Would you would you be able to? No. <laughs> okay. Okay, I get it because I have seen you at so at your various gigs for your various projects and I see that your work is so versatile. That even I try to when I wrote this question, I was trying to think whether I could answer that. and i absolutely couldn't because you play all kinds of stuff and it's you know stuff i can just silently sit on a chair and groove to or i could rave to i don't get it how do you how do you come up with that i mean do you not have creator like creators block oh, of course i have creators block how do you deal with it Yeah. Just what you feel like in the moment. See what makes you happy, 
and know that you have things to do and be aware of that and when you're happy and when you're in that state of mind you will end up doing the things you want to do anyway you it's a flow just yeah. go with it I agree. I I personally have been trying to you know work on uh, not having the creators block, and I get what uh, I get what you mean. So coming back to you talking about Disco Kid, which is your latest project. Uh, what do you think about the fact that uh, the electronica consuming crowd is slowly making that shift from techno to disco? I mean, over the past year, we've seen a complete shift in the kind of gigs we have all around us. Okay, uh, you're asking me uh, what I feel about how people would make the shift from technology. No, like the shift is happening. What do you think about the shift? Okay. Is what I'm asking. Right. Um. Actually, have not thought about it until this moment. Hmm. Uh, For me, the reason I shifted from, I actually can't even say that I've shifted from techno to disco because I listen to techno as much as I did before. The reason I don't play a lot of techno anymore is because my brother is in India and I'm in Germany. We can't really play the techno. It doesn't feel right to play without him. It's our thing. We do it for fun. We do it because it makes us happy yeah. to, you know, fist bump each other on the stage when we drop a band or track. Yeah. We do that. It's very uh, you can't really see it. Very subtle. Hmm. Subtle. Subtle. <laughs> um. So with us, with disco, for instance, I, I the reason I I started playing disco was because it was I always loved enjoy I always enjoyed and loved listening to the music and um. I thought maybe it's time to try out something new and start playing, start playing it more often. It started with a New Year's gig. Uh, this was in 2017, New Year's, if I'm not wrong. And I, because it was New Year's and it was at a very different arena, I didn't want to play techno because I knew the crowd that I was playing for weren't specifically techno listeners. And of course, I like to stick to my moniker, but. If a person wants to go out on New Year's and have a great time listening to something more, uh, less of four by four and more yeah. just like happy, you know, it's New Year's. Uh, that's how I planned out that particular set, and my friends loved it. And as the year passed on, until I became the scope, I started playing as the scope. I started listening to a lot of disco and involving myself, whatever music there was. I just vibed with it. That's yeah, that was about it. And um, I think it's great if people listen to disco. Disco makes me happy. I, I I can't see a person like listening to disco and like getting depressed over something sad that happened in their life. Like you listen to that kind of music, you want to grow. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's pretty cool that people are uh, listening to so many different genres because there's so much music out there. You should just do everything. There is. There is. What is so you were talking about? You know, performing with your brother. When you while you're performing, what is the strangest interaction you have had at a gig where you were performing? Oh, 
strangers' interaction with other people? Yeah. Or with, yeah, I mean, with other people. I don't know what else you thought. react to that? No, we just, uh, we just said okay and continue playing what we were playing. Yeah. It was just hilarious. Like you're playing dance music and someone comes up to you and asks you to play dance music. Yeah, and just like, what have I been doing up until now? I don't know who should have an existential crisis in this situation. <laughs> it's, but that's, that's funny. I'm sure. Do you think that? But do you still do you think there are equal opportunities for women in your industry? Yes, it really has not. It really has not. So it really depends on what you want to do. Yeah. And where you want to go with it. But yeah, everyone can do. Everything I can do, if anyone else can do, I think it's say that for everybody else on this platform. Unless you're like, you spent like 16 years like in the army training hardcore on your body and stuff. Yeah, I can't do that, but better so well, that's so well. Yeah. My life goes on sports. 
Yeah, I can see. I have. I already have enough content to market this whole thing when I put it up. But it's. But okay, I've seen a lot of uh, female DJs, and somehow in my head, I never look at them as female DJs, but I do tend to look at them as DJs. Yeah. And yeah. it it comes so naturally, but then I yeah. also question whether you know there is this whole thing about whether. Uh, this person will you know bring in more people to watch their music or listen to watch them perform their music because of this because i've heard people say that all around that okay it's because she's a woman she's you know got this following so what do you think about that i mean if i was a man i'd still do the same things i was doing yeah so I don't think personally it would it makes any difference to me because I still have to make my sets, I still have to prepare my music, I still have to spend hours uh, sitting on the keys and just learning half maybe like a bar of a of a piece. Yeah. That's not easy. You know that we know. But I would still be doing the same things that I do now. I would still have to put the same amount of effort. Uh, so yeah, like maybe the difference is that I can have purple hair and not be looked at as a dumbass. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know any. I actually don't know of any artist with colored hair. Oh no, Sophie Tucker. Tucker from Sophie Tucker. She has colored hair. I don't know if you've seen yeah. it. I love them. I really, I really love them. So, uh, coming back, I want to also understand a little more about uh, producing music. Do uh, people who produce music do they find it more difficult? Is it more difficult for them to find work? Um, I it's difficult to make your income as an artist I believe because there's so much out there that you can just easily have. So one of the things that I started doing consciously after uh, I I'm doing a lot more of it now than I can afford to. I buy tracks which never came to me earlier but even say for instance even when you watch a movie you spend so much money so much money goes in making that particular movie and you can so easily watch it for free again. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to to have an income when there's so many easier ways to figure that out for yourself, to, to not have to spend that money. Uh, I am not a professional producer, so I can't really speak for myself yet. Uh, as of now, I produce because I like learning production. I like learning to mess around with the knobs and understand how these things work. I ha- I'm curious about it. Um, I know that it, it does take a lot of work and it, when I choose to become a, a producer, it's not going to be as easy to just have an income coming. Unless I get into film score or something yeah. in different category. Uh, or, or unless I get into uh, commercial music production, which is also something I'm not looking at right now. 
so I suppose yeah I think uh, it's it's been a blessing to have ended up to becoming uh, a DJ as well through this process because I could DJ and I could have uh, a flow of income and then I could not have to worry I would not have to worry about that and I could just focus on doing the things that I love yeah producing you can't completely answer this question for you right now but we can we can put a bit on it let's and I'll ask you that all over again maybe in a couple of months or a couple of years what's your dream lineup to perform with where you are performing with them just give me your give me your top three Um, okay, I wanna perform with Marco. Okay. Um, I wanna perform. Oh my God, this is so difficult. I love so many musicians. Um, wanna perform at this uh, music festival called Kala. Okay. Uh, I know the lineups that are great to be doing, so definitely up for it. Um, want to perform for David August, one of my opening sets for his farm in David August. Prepare those kind of sets for when I um, have that, that opportunity. Um, choice of really hard questions like hmm. I love too many musicians different different genres right yeah um, I listen to a lot of indie also so just I, give me someone from there okay so uh, I uh, I would listen to a lot of porcupine jazz again yeah uh, I love Taylor Mala I would love to get into uh, psychedelic rock music just so I can perform uh, around in the same night, I'm a statement fan of that would be super cool. Uh, Hollow Folks, if you've heard of them. I haven't heard uh, of them. They're a few. They're Australian. Uh, Arup Roy is a disco artist. Okay. From Latin. And he's Latin based. Uh, I love his music. Really cool music. It's, it would be such a fun part. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. And I, I know you are going to get there considering the way you're going with your music. I really know you're going to get there. Have you ever worked with analog? Uh, analog synthesizers? Yes. No, I just like learning about that. I, it's too complicated. It's like a year of my life that was beyond. Uh, too many wires that confusing. Um, yeah, the only analog I do is everything that is not on my laptop, like TV yeah. and stuff. Uh, but yeah, analog. I find analog interesting. I think it's something I would like to know more about. Uh, but I know it, it's going to be. time investing and when it does seem to happen I want to invest all my time there mm-hmm. I want to be 100% there when I learn about analog systems 
So we're coming, reaching the end of our session. So before we go, I before I started this call, I my nine-year-old cousin got Skype. And because he got Skype, he calls me up like four times a day asking me what I'm doing, which is great. And I really love it. And uh, so he's all the way in Bangalore. And I told him that, you know, I was interviewing you today. And uh, then he asked me, what does she do? And I told her, I told him that, you know, you teach yoga, you're an outdoor adventure specialist, you teach children, and uh, you're a DJ, and uh, you're a musician, and all of that. So he goes like, so I asked him, do you have any questions you want to ask her? And he goes like, why would I ask a teacher a question? And, <laughs> and then later he goes like, okay. Uh, then I say, okay, you can ask anything else about her. And uh, she, he said, she's really a DJ. How does she do all of this? So he has a few questions that he want, wanted me to ask you. So I'm going to ask that. His, just remember that he's nine, so forgive him. But uh, he asked, forgive him for this particular I, one. I work with three-year-olds. He, he, he wanted to know whether you've met, whether you've met or seen Marshmallow. I have not met or seen Marshmallow. I have only eaten a lot of Marshmallows. That's a good one. Then... He asked, how many gigs have you performed? Okay, he's, uh, as, okay, and, I don't know, 200? That's a lot. Over 100. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay, he also... It's, it's 2015, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's been, what, five years? This is a, uh, it's going to be six years soon. Maybe oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah, so I'm sure you've done a hundred. Yeah, I've never really counted them. Yes, he was, do that. He, was, he, he was very curious. He said, how many gigs has she performed? And then he asked, have you ever gone for a jungle safari? Yes, I have. Where? Uh, but not... I'm sure. No, I, uh, and at some point, this was in the pitch, uh, do you know, Gwanda? Uh, I've never been to Goa. Okay, uh, that's horrible. That's You've said this to me before. <laughs> yes, I remember, it's coming back. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Sam says thousands, uh, not hundreds. Okay, yes, yeah. thousands, thousands. Yeah. Uh, Sam was there and Maria Bab was also there. And... Uh, at some point, we were driving through uh, really bad roads. Uh, we could not see anywhere, but we knew we were in the dense of the forest. And uh, at some point, Mala turns the headlights off and we just stopped the car and we just stayed there. And the second he turned the headlights off, there were thousands of fireflies all around us. Wow. But the most amazing things. All of us, we just don't speak, it's like, oh, what is happening right now? Oh, he's going to be so excited to hear that. He's going to be very excited to hear that. Okay, his last question to you is, have you ever touched a snake? Yes. 
What? Okay, he's. Uh, working at summer camp. Um, hmm. But I have never, I have never had a venomous snake. Only yeah. the non-venomous. The first snake I ever picked up was was when I was fifteen, and I was uh, we were in the in the midst of our training, and um, this was this was in the monsoon season, so there was a sheet tail. It's called the snake is called a sheet tail snake. It's really tiny. And it's completely non-venomous, not poisonous, a harmless little creature. And uh, the people around me, the the my instructors, they picked up the snake and then they asked me to get my hand out, and then the snake crawled over my hand. Mm. And then I was feeling the snake crazy experience. I I still find them like very slimy. Yeah. But I I have been in a room of like. Post that experience, I have been in rooms where I'm sitting here and on the same bed that I am in, in like a yard, they've been based with holes and everything. There's a snake with walking about. I'm just like staring at it like now. <laughs> I think you're going to be my brother's new favorite person now. If that being said, I I don't pick, I haven't picked up a snake in a while. Maybe you should. A non-venomous one, of course. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I would. I wouldn't mind though. I would really be down to you know hold a snake. It'd be fun. <laughs> but yeah. Fun. So that. It is. It is. Okay. So, so I have and uh, met a snake, but I would not just the opposite of the marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, okay, so that brings us to the end of uh, this session, and uh, we're in time. We're on fifty-seven minutes and thirty-three seconds. Uh, thank you so much for joining in. This really means a lot, and I think you are so wonderful. Thank you for having me. You and all those of you who saw this or who will see this while this is on, uh, check out Fatima's work. Listen to her music, her originals. She is. Yes, and her pants. Every time we go for a gig, she gets us to you know wear all our shiniest clothes and come. Yes, always have disco pants. Yeah, always have to bring the disco pants and or just like a disco vibe. So, uh, catch her gigs whenever you can, whenever any of us can. And yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So that was Fatima and. Uh, I hope you guys liked this particular session. We had to keep it a little short today, particularly because of a few things. However, uh, please let me know how you like this, and if you have any uh, suggestions about how I can make this better, about the kind of people I can bring on, any feedback, anything, just anything, just give me something to go by because I've just been this. I've done fourteen of these now, and I'm I don't know what to do. And anything about if you have any particular questions you want to ask the people coming on board next, feel free to do that. And I hope you had a good time. And I'm going to end this now because I just I'm done. <laughs> and uh, ch- yeah, check out Fatima's work. Okay, bye.